Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast, episode 342, eh? Yeah, we've been at this a right while now, haven't we? Anyway, yeah, well, this week's podcast, as you may guess by the title, is a podcast of a difference, uh, but we'll get into all of that this week, of course. But yes, can we first of all say... Welcome to all of our new listeners. Uh, Over this last while, I don't know what's been going on, but we've certainly seen a huge bump in numbers uh, from downloads each week. So thank you, everyone. If you're just tuning in and checking us out now for the first time, well, welcome. This is The Big Rab Show. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And like every other podcast out there, yeah, you guessed it, we have a Patreon. I know, it sounds kind of shameless now at this point, doesn't it? We've been talking about it every week. But if you do want to get your hands on loads of extra stuff, then that's where you can go. Go over there to Patreon, click on support, be part of the Patreon faithful, and you'll get access to loads of extra stuff, including our up-and-running Discord service, uh, which is just for Patreon subs. Yeah. Plus, you get episodes of Rab Show Plus and our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Uh, so, yeah, there's loads to enjoy over there on Patreon. So, shout out to the Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. All right. Now, you may well have guessed, this week's podcast, we're not going to be talking about the Scottish Championships and everything that just happened in Dumbarton. As we warned you on last week's show, uh, we have a special episode to bring you. However, if you do want to get our reaction for the Scottish Championships on everything that happened in Dumbarton and just how exciting that is, of course, we heard it last night on Fuse as we were chatting all about it. Uh, but of course, you can catch us on our socials as well, uh, where we have all of those uh, thoughts and feelings and all of that. That'll all be across our socials. There you are. So. Yes, all of the recordings and everything we managed to capture at the Scottish Championships are up there now on our YouTube channel. All that stuff, you can go and catch all the performances. And uh, yeah, it's made for some very interesting... Um, all right, let's... Okay, I'm not going to talk about it because we will get into all of that, of course, in our upcoming Worlds Prediction Podcast, which is uh, not too far from now. Uh, so we do have that in the works. We are working on it right now, the Worlds Prediction Show and that's um, going to be a very interesting podcast, let's just say. But this week, we have a very interesting podcast for you. A conversation that we believe that the piping scene is definitely, yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely needed. It's a conversation that hasn't happened, I believe, here on this podcast at all. Uh, but it's one area that we definitely want to tackle as best we can. So with that in mind... We don't have any listener mail this week. We have no weekly drone. We have, you know, none of our usual, uh, you know, word of the week. All that kind of stuff. That's not happening this week. We have a specialist episode for you where we're going to bring you quite an interesting conversation on the topic of mental health. And specifically, mental health whenever it comes to the piping scene. So... 
It's a valuable conversation and a great show, and one of which that this has been months in the making, actually. So we're really looking forward to presenting this. So before we get into everything uh, to do with this week's topic and everything, so there'll be no news and updates and all of that kind of stuff. There'll be no Scottish Championship uh, reactions, all that kind of stuff. As I say, that'll be across all on our social medias and stuff. All right, so I hope that answers all your questions. Uh, if you do have any thoughts or feelings at all about the Scottish Championships, do email them in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll definitely be bringing that to our World's Prediction podcast. Because, let's face it, everything that happened at the Scottish Championships, that's the last time our bands have a chance to have a good dig at each other ahead of the big yin now in August at the Worlds. So, yeah, we've had three majors. We've had three opportunities now to try, yeah... To try and gauge form, I guess. And we're going to do our best for our World Prediction Pod. And that's to come. Alright, but for this week, we are on the subject of mental health. And that's exactly where we're going to be concentrating coming up next. So, with that in mind, yeah, I'm going to take a little small breather here at this point before we get into everything with this week's topic. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. Iron Maiden, Kasabian, Bastille, the Royal Marines, the British Army, the Royal Air Force, Police Scotland and Federation, Scottish Power, and the Red Hot Chili Pipers. These are just some of the names playing the axial and regimental series drums by the British Drum Company. Why? Because of the superb build quality and attention to detail that only the best deserve, where excellence is the norm not the exception. To find out more about the ranges offered by the BDC, head to thebritishdrumco.com or follow them on all of the usual social media platforms. When will you make the switch? And there you have it. Alright, we're back. We're back. Uh, That was quite a... yeah. I needed that wee break, I guess. That wee breather sometimes. Just to kind of, yeah, shift gears, I guess. Everything that happened in the competitive season last week, of course, in Dumbarton. Yeah, I don't know. It's been such a busy and hectic season. And I know how utterly stressful the competitive scene can be. 
And we do know ourselves here in the piping scene that from time to time we all do feel under immense pressure. And a lot of us handle it in different ways. And for some of us as well, our own mental health and well-being does take a bit of a back seat where it really shouldn't. We do talk about our physical health day and daily. We talk about whether we have an ache or a pain that's preventing us from, you know, running about and kicking a football or something, or anything that's preventing us from doing what we want to. But yeah, whenever it comes to mental health and our mental well-being, there is a huge stigma attached to it. Now, we do know that in the piping scene that there is... Yeah, there, there is a physical element to what we do. And we did speak about that last year. We talked about in a specialist episode about the physical things that you could do for your body to prepare for an upcoming competition or performance. And we also talked about the mental element of it as well from a you know performing standpoint. This time around, this conversation is specifically dealing with mental health. Now, before we get into everything with our incredible interview and our panel discussion here... I do have to stress, there may be topics that were discussed in this week's episode that may be triggering for people listening. So, if you are sensitive in any way to any of the upcoming topics around anxiety, depression, mental health in general, then please do, perhaps, not listen to this one and move on to the next. But we do think that we, yeah, this is quite a valuable discussion that we need to have in the pipe and seam. Mental health is definitely something that does go underappreciated, I believe. And it is something that we could well invest our time and effort in ourselves and in our fellow bandmates around us. Yeah, it's a worthy conversation. One of which that us here in the Big Rab Show team have been heavily in development now for a number of months. And yeah, that brings me great pleasure to be able to bring this conversation to the podcast at all. So... Yeah, without further ado, I'm going to get myself a big cup of tea and we're about to get into this week's topic of the week. So you guessed it. It's time for me to go and get that cup of tea. Yeah, I'll be back in a wee second. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. And there you have it. A few messages from those folks who support us indeed. 
Now, as I've said, I know I've already given a little bit of a precursor there, but we are about to get into this week's topic of the week and our incredible panel discussion on the topic of mental health. As I have said, this can be quite a sensitive area uh, for conversation. And we do draw references to such things as anxiety, depression, and even the worst, self-harm, suicide, addiction, uh, substance abuse. All of these things that are the harsh reality, I guess, of people who may be going through all sorts of mental health issues. Now, if anything that we discuss on this week's podcast uh, or in that list that I've just mentioned may well be triggering to you, I am now giving you a forewarning that, that this may not be the podcast for you. And uh, yeah, maybe check out next week's or any of our previous shows. Uh, you know, yeah, I've already mentioned that. Uh, so yeah, by way of a precursor, I hope that makes sense. But yes, this is an incredibly valuable conversation, one of which that I hope you'll relish and take to heart. There's a lot of great advice here. Uh, so we're talking about mental health and especially with a context of the piping scene. Uh, so I'm going to invite my guests to introduce themselves. So Alex, do you want to introduce yourself first of all? So, uh, my name is Alex Bunty and I'm the group director of Therapeutic and Wellbeing Services here at Inspire. I see. And you're based here in Northern Ireland, is that right? Based in Northern Ireland, although our services, they cover the, the island of Ireland, um, and we have some services across the UK. I see. And uh, what kind of services do you guys do? What, what do you take care of? So the vast majority of our work is is focused in the areas of mental health. Uh, we do a lot of uh, workplace EAP, so employee assistance programs, supporting people in work uh, impacted by their mental health. Um, we also provide most of the students um, both major universities in Northern Ireland with their student uh, mental health support, um, and we cover you know high risk industry um, and mental health services right across the region. I see, superb. So you definitely know a lot more on the topic than I do. That's for sure. Uh, so, well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so uh, Beth, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. So I'm Beth Wallace. I work for SAMH, the Scottish Association for Mental Health. It is Scotland's biggest mental health charity. Um, and I am part of the Northeast Suicide Prevention Team. So I cover the whole of Grampian, so City, Shire, Moray. And what my role is suicide prevention community engagement officer. So I'll go out to local events, maybe farming shows, football tournaments, things like that pop up with a stall, raising awareness, but then I'll also, also work with local community groups to help them become more suicide aware. We do a lot of training with different groups as well. So that's a wee snippet of what I do. I see. So I, I know it sounds fun and you're attending all of these events and stuff, but it is actual work, I guess, because I think around this topic of mental health, all right, there is a stigma with it. And Will you agree with me there? Is there a stigma around mental health and talking about it? I think so, oh. like, Sorry. <laughs> I think we've definitely gotten better at speaking about mental health, but I think we've gotten better at speaking certain aspects of mental health. So things like anxiety, depression, where we maybe have a bit of a better understanding. But when it comes to things like suicide, schizophrenia, psychosis, things that maybe people don't understand in the day to day, people are still reluctant and unkeen to speak about it a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And Alex, I have to yeah be honest, as a fellow, it's very difficult for fellows to talk about their physical health, never never mind their mental health. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think men in particular struggle to connect and talk about their mental health. I agree with what Beth has said. I think there's some labels, diagnoses are still very stigmatized in terms of suicide. 
um, and some of those higher end diagnoses that are labels that people carry. Um, but in particular, you know, men aren't renowned for their ability to connect well and talk about their issues um, probably as much as, as, as female counterparts. Yeah, that's it. Because I, I don't know that I don't, especially in the bagpiping scene, it's a kind of a macho scene, you know, where you, you're, I don't know, there's not a mask, but I, I don't know the proper word for it, but you, you kind of have an outward appearance that nothing, nothing ever bothers you. That Has that ever been the case, I, I guess? Um, well, I think if you think about it, Rob, we all put masks on every day to yeah. all the different environments we go into. So when you go into work, you have a different mask for work than you do for home when you're with your band, piping colleagues or, or mm. whatever. You know, you have, a, you have a different mask for them. Um, and usually that is formed by you know, the norms that are formed within those groups. So if it is a macho yeah. environment, if it's a competitive environment, then there's a certain mask that someone will put on to, to go into those types of environments. Yeah. That's it indeed. So that, there's a, a different version of the same person for different things, I guess. And uh, yeah, and that's definitely been my experience with heading to band practices and stuff that I could certainly let my hair down at band practice. And oh, that, yeah, that, I don't know. The, what do you call it? The training wheels come off, I think. <laughs> whenever i'm in the band hall with my bandmates you know i have the crack for us in work i have to remain sort of professional i guess is that, is that what we're chatting about here beth <laughs> yeah so i mean no matter what situation in your life you will put on a different mask you'll show more of yourself to some people and you'll show to others and i think for men in particular that mask is a lot stronger than it might be like we're saying for physical health uh, the men going to the doctors They'll leave it and leave it and leave it and make things worse till they're really, yeah. really struggling. And in particular, that's increased even more when it comes to mental health. Absolutely. So I think at the very beginning of this conversation, I know every time we're talking about mental health, it's every bit as much on a par with your physical health. So if there was something physically wrong with you, you would go and get help with it. Same thing, I would argue, for your mental health. Um, so is that kind of a, a similar understanding for yourself then, Alex, do you believe? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, we always talk about how interconnected your physical and your mental health are. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, um, you absolutely see coming through services, people who have you know poor physical health and their mental health is impacted. And likewise, because of their mental health, their physical health is then impacted. Um, mm. And there's a whole range of issues and, and things that can, can come out of that. You know, we have... Some people who, uh, for example, would, would think about body image issues or how good they look, or and that puts a different pressure on them and can impact on their mental health as much as someone who doesn't look after their physical health and impacts their mental health the other way. So, yeah, it's a very complex area. That's it. And, and it's cyclical as well. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it just can gradually just keep getting worse, I guess, yeah. unless you break that cycle. Uh, so I've got a few questions here actually written down uh, that I do want to ask you guys for your opinions on this. Now, we're all kind of aware now of the various terms that are available uh, that we talk, talk about depression, we talk about anxiety. But for me, these terms are kind of, they're flowing around and I don't fully understand them myself, if I'm being honest. So probably our listeners do understand. They're shouting at me right now going, Rab, what are you talking about? Uh, but can I ask you then about anxiety specifically? Uh, what is anxiety? What is it? For me, anxiety can take very different forms. It's a very sort of personal thing where for someone it might take the form in panic attacks, sweating, shaking. And for someone else, it might take the form in stomach problems, you know, the mm. having to go to the toilet, 
thoughts um, or you might physically not be able to bring yourself to go into a situation. So, for example, if your pub, your anxiety is going into the shops by yourself, then right. your wall is put up, you know, that panic attack starts or whatever physical symptoms. Because whether we're talking about mental health, anxiety has a lot of physical symptoms that goes with it. And um, mm. so those physical symptoms start coming into play might stop you from doing that thing and it's very it's very very difficult I've had times of anxiety myself and I know how it, it can really manifest in those physical forms as well um so it's difficult but it, you know with practice without and different support it is manageable as well that's it so Alex I was going to ask you that with anxiety and that are there various coping mechanisms or things that people can use to help with their anxiety yeah, I mean, one of the things that we talked about already is, you know, physical exercise is very good for anxiety. Um, things like mindfulness, breathing techniques, relaxation classes, um, mm. you know, doing things that that help uh, reduce anxiety, like reading uh, or, you know, one of the things I would always say is talk to another human being and talk to them about how you feel and what's making you anxious um, probably is the first step. Yeah. But it is realizing that it is a spectrum. I mean, we all have anxiety around different things, whether it's me going for a job interview or you in a band competition or, you know, there are all different levels of anxiety and everybody encounters anxiety at some point. But it is when it becomes unmanageable and you start, as Beth says, you start to see those phys- physical symptoms and they're taken over um, and, and coming out in some physical form where, where it's where it's becoming unmanageable. Um, and it's at, at that point, I would say, where you should be reaching out to speak to someone or or seek help. I see. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question then, actually, is what, when to actually seek help. Uh, so now we've had a number of listeners, and don't worry, I'll keep this completely anonymous, but we have had a number of listeners who've said that because of performance anxiety or stage fright, as they called it, they just physically couldn't perform. You know, they couldn't stand in front of an audience or they couldn't play with their bandmates because of the anxiety that caused them you know oh, what if i mess up what if i play a wrong note or something or you know all of this type of thing um is that very similar to the feeling of you know anxiety i guess beth yeah for sure um so i'm a dj um so i sometimes get that performance anxiety as well I see um so if you're playing a big gig or a big set it is definitely there you're away to go on and you're going oh god i can't do this yeah and that fear <laughs> definitely kicks in so i can totally relate to that um so yeah that is it is like anxiety in that situation um because it's a performance because it's maybe a hobby or a competitive thing you maybe wouldn't necessarily consider it to be anxiety but if it's coming in that physical form you know you're panicking you're sweating mm. you're shaking that is all you know symptoms those physical symptoms of anxiety there you are exactly and that and i have to say um the next well the next area of mental health i want to look at is depression because it seemed to be that both anxiety and depression kind of go hand in hand with each other um would i be right in saying that alex I, i'm not sure yeah, well, I think if you're over anxious or, you know, as, as best saying, you know, the anxiety is taking hold and it's it's becoming very challenging for you that it's it's not quite easy, but it, you could look towards low mood or that impacting on your mood that you can't actually, you know, conquer your anxiety. And likewise, if if you have low mood or low self-worth, then, and, you know, those symptoms are actually fueling anxiety, you know, so they're interconnected in that way. Um, but yeah. yeah. So that's quite complex then, Beth, I think you'd agree. You know, you've mentioned about feeling anxious about getting on stage and stuff. And then 
by having those feelings and you think you, you get kind of down about it then you're going oh well why am i beating myself up about it you know uh, I'm, I'm not good enough to get on that stage in the first place all these voices start going on in your head so uh, do you agree with that it's kind of being connected in a way yeah so i mean no one is your own worst critic than yourself and mm. um, especially when it comes to performance i know that i've came off from sets and things and went oh I did that bit rubbish so the whole thing's ruined where people be like oh yeah that was really good and I was like no you're wrong <laughs> yeah um, oh. so it, it then can manifest and and linger with you if you feel like you haven't done a good enough job or if you're in a band when there's other people around there you're feeling like you're letting people down so then that anxiety can then go into depression as well and mm. you can have one without the other it doesn't necessarily you know if you've got one it doesn't necessarily mean you have the other as well they can be be separate but it's very common for them to be found together yeah there you go well i have to talk about something that maybe is outside of mental health but i know people in the bagpiping scene specifically we've talked about this on the show before but they use things like alcohol to try and cope especially people with anxiety now it's been my experience in my competitive days where a hip flask was passed around everybody before you go on to play, right, here you go, that'll take the edge off. And I never really understood it because once you had that little nip of alcohol, it affected your performance because you were kind of feeling the effects of the booze. It never made sense to me. Um, but I think substances and things like that can be really, I don't know, can become a crutch for some people, Alex, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've worked in addiction services here in Northern Ireland for, for maybe 16 years. And, you know, you, you see all sorts in terms of reasons why people encounter alcohol, but definitely, you know, people do use it as a crutch. Um, they, they do use it to cope with challenging situations, anxious situations. Um, sometimes that can start off being pretty innocent and then it, it develops into a problem or problematic use dependency after that. So it is something you need to be very careful of if it is something you're using to to just deal with your health, your mental health. Um, but I, I would say that, that you know, substance use, substance misuse, um, we've seen across a whole range of different areas. If you think about high performing sports, people use enhancement, enhancing drugs. Yeah, um, yeah. People use other drugs to lower um, sort of respiration center, lower their breathing. So it's it's nothing new in different areas, but you know I agree that it would impact on performance if you're taking sort of depressant drugs, alcohol to to try and increase your performance. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, don't 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 get me wrong. We all love to have a beer after a good run or something. Absolutely. You know, if we play a good performance, of course, have a beer with your buddies. That's all part of it. But I think it's whenever that comes the leaning post, you know, that you can't go and play on stage or whatever without it. I think would I be right in saying that, Beth? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've all heard of the phrase Dutch courage, you know, having a couple of beers to just there you go. make you feel a little yeah. bit less anxious, a little more comfortable in that situation. But if you're struggling with anxiety, you're struggling with depression, it can be yeah. a real escape for people. It takes them away from what their reality is. And mm -hmm. that can be a real vicious cycle, like Alex was saying, you know, you end up in that and you end up in dependency. Um, and I imagine it's a big part of social life in the community that you guys are in um, yeah mm -hmm. so if you want to stop drinking then does that remove your social life so it's very difficult to get the balance for people and i think people yeah. forget that alcohol is a depressant it's poison it's actually not good for your body there's yeah. 
very, very little good benefits to alcohol. The health benefits are poor, the mental health benefits. Okay, we all have fun and have a good time, but um, the actual, it's just poison. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I would agree there. Yeah, there's been many celebrations that I've been at over the years that have turned from celebration to commiseration. Go, oh my word, look at that poor person. They're, they're going to be so hungover in the morning. <laughs> you know, it goes from party till, uh, yeah, overdone it. But hey, there we go. Uh, so I wanted to move on. Um, so but we're talking about anxiety and depression. Now, th- these, as I say, there were terms that I've heard before. And now I kind of know what to look for now for an anxiety. But say you're in your band hall and you have someone in your band that just isn't their normal selves. And they're coming into band practice every week and they're, they just don't seem right. And you do believe that you know their mood is lower. They're not laughing and having the crack like they normally would to be very isolated um you know can you as a person kind of intervene and say you know are you all right jimmy you know yeah how are you keeping that kind of thing or is it better just to kind of step back and let that person be um you have any words of advice there beth yes totally so i always encourage the people if you don't think something's right with someone always ask them the only way we're going to find out how somebody doing is doing as if you ask them that's the only way to know and sometimes people can feel like they're screaming out it's obvious that they are not in a good place but it's actually harder probably for them to come forward and be open about their feelings but if someone's asking them that's given them the opportunity to open up about how they're feeling and it's given that person permission to say hey I don't think you're doing well tell me all about it sort of thing so I'd always say ask people and I'd always say ask twice because we're very good at going hi how are you good thanks how are you good and it's not actually how we're feeling it's just the bog standard answer it's almost like a greeting is it so asking Mm -hmm. twice and being like you know what how are you actually there you are that's a good one yeah because I think that's very much the case anytime I've been chatting to my pals you go well Michael how are you I grant and that that's it you know it never goes any further than that but alex i'll get back to the point with us blokes being really good liars um (laughs) is that is that the case with these conversations is that you just very commonly lie all the time you know yeah well i think men in general have that that stronger mask or probably mask more um yeah and again in particular in those high sort of um those challenging environments or where there's a lot of masculinity floating around and mm. you know you you just need to keep your eye on that but i absolutely agree with what they said ask and then ask again is probably the, the, the best thing and if you need to make sure you bring them or you could bring them to a private space and really ask them and show that you're actively listening to them um because you know the vast majority of people i've worked with over the years when you give them that space it is almost like a release um, for them to actually talk to you. And a lot of times people are saying, well, how did the one notice? Um, but, you know, symptoms and people aren't, aren't putting it out there. They think they are. They think they're just moping around, you know, hoping yeah. that someone will pick it up. Men in particular, probably not as explicit around how they're feeling or talking about how they're feeling. So mm. definitely be a good friend, ask how they are, um, ask if you can get them any help or support. Um, and link in with with any services or support services you can absolutely so that was going to be my next question then you know as a mate and you've noticed that somebody you know in the band is having a rough time and you open that door for them to have that conversation and then suddenly that person does open the floodgates to you it can be overwhelming for the recipient to go 
wow, I had no idea they had all of this going on. And what do I do next is the next question. You know, what do I do with this information? Because I'm sure it terrifies people. What if I give the wrong advice? You know, or I tell them, ah, just, you know, never worry about it. You know, tomorrow's another day, that kind of thing. And that could be really detrimental. Is there any advice for people who are having that conversation and then do find themselves having to give some sort of advice? I don't know. Beth, any words? I think people tend to worry. You know, they try to want to fix everything for that person and make everything better for them instantly. Actually, nine times out of ten, you probably can't fix everything for that person. If you've got your mate Bob who's just told you he's got loads of debt because he's struggling with a gambling addiction, Mm. chances are you're probably not going to know how to help him in that situation. But just listening to what he has to say and giving him that space alone can be such a huge opportunity. Um, If we've had a bad day or something's going on and we have a good rant or we speak to somebody about it, Mm. we tend to feel loads better just from speaking about it alone. So people can feel like, oh, I need to fix everything. But you've gave that person such a huge opportunity by just giving them the space to talk and for somebody to listen. That could be the first time that's happened for that person. So that's huge in its own. So don't feel like you have to fix everything because actually the person probably doesn't want you to fix everything as well. Um, What I would say, though, is just kind of educating yourself to go, right, if I ever do find myself in this situation, let's hope prepare myself for a conversation which hopefully I never ever have to have but Mm. kind of knowing right well where can I find the signposting from so whether that be the Sam H website where there's loads of different information signposting on mental health conditions and you can go to the person and go look I don't know what to do or how things are going to get better but I know where we can look and it's actually empowering for that person to be part of that process as well yeah. um, so don't feel like you have to fix everything knowing where to turn to and if the person needs a little bit of a help to access that support so whether that's picking the phone up to the doctors together or you know getting a lift to that first appointment just helping them take that extra step as well if they feel they need that support to do so Absolutely. And it could mean the world to the person, I think. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, so I, I guess, Alex, I can, I'm going to ask the question now. That we're, we're talking about the similarities between physical health and mental health. Is this something that you can take to your doctor or your GP, you know, to say, you know, I've got a sore arm and all of that there. But, you know, you go in and say, look, I'm having real problems here. Is this something you can discuss yeah. with a GP? Absolutely. And I would advise anyone who is struggling with any area of their mental health to speak to their, their general practitioner or indeed a health professional, any other health professional. Or, you know, as Beth pointed out, lots of community-based resources out there and I um, advocacy support programs, mental health support programs in the community. Um, and it is just about reaching out, speaking to a professional, seeing what is available and seeing what you can do to, to help support um, how you're feeling. But if you are feeling particularly Poor with your mental health, I think your GP is always a first first port of call in terms of access and services because they have access to so much within the, the health infrastructure. That's it. Now, I'm very aware that there are people listening to us internationally now. We're talking from a UK perspective. So if you are listening in the US and Canada right now, then, you know, your own medical arrangements, I guess, will be, <laughs> we will get to the points of contact at the end here. Uh, but I have to say, just having that conversation, opening the door, Asking twice would absolutely mean the world to your bandmate, your your best friend, whoever it is that you're finding. And I think that's the key here. 
Beth. I think it's just having that conversation with folk. It's so important. Yeah, for sure. I think, like we said, a lot of people are scared to say the wrong thing. Mm. But actually, what people look for in this situation is kindness, compassion, and someone to listen. And you know what? We're all very capable of doing that. If your pal was going through a divorce or a problem at work, would sit and listen, ask questions, and just give that person that space to say what they need to say. So whether it's depression, anxiety, suicide, whatever that person is going on for that person, um, we can show them kindness, we can show them compassion, and we can listen. Absolutely. So I think the advice here really is if you have a concern at all, you know, even if it's just the smallest little inkling, then it's just opening that door for that conversation. Alex, would you agree? Yeah, and don't forget, Alex, we're in the most connected time that we've ever been in the resources yeah. at the you know the end of our, our telephone or mobile phones or handheld computers like we can find help and guidance and support for for people across the globe across the world should they should they need it um you know ask the question really actively listen and show that your intent that you're you're there as best said might well be to attend an appointment to encourage to motivate in some ways but just be that good friend and ensure them they're not alone and you will help them access the support they need. Yeah, that's vitally important there for sure. So can I, I do know that a number of people listening right now could be in leadership positions in their respective bands and stuff. So if you are a pipe major or a lead drummer and all the rest in your band and you do have a duty of care for your membership, I would yeah hazard a guess so if you had any concern about your membership then what should you be doing as a leader to keep an eye out for possible signs i guess within your ranks um alex have you any words of advice for any leaders yeah well i do i do think it's if you're in a leadership position there is a, a responsibility maybe to, to look at some form of skills development or training even to have those initial conversations um there's lots again of, of infrastructure there that you could touch base with in terms of getting your, yourself or members within the band educated in certain areas of mental health or onward referrals, or even if it is things like safe talk internationally recognized to say prevention techniques. Um, you know, I, th- I think we all collectively now have, have to be realistic enough to know that if you're in groups where there's high levels of people and you're coming across that you should look at skills development and training within your band um, to see if you could have maybe that champion who could lead on this area. Well, that's a great idea. I have heard of various different bands, not a lot, but there are some who do have a mental health program where they do have one guy or one girl who takes care of all of it, you know? So, and if you yeah. think about like sports in particular, you know, sports clubs have taken on that mantle. If you look at, you know, in, in Ireland, for example, the GAA or the IFA mm-hmm. with, with soccer, a lot of mental health uh, training programs are rolled yeah. out. Those. And I would say bands have equally as many members in terms of throughput of people and connections so yeah it would make sense absolutely and we can definitely draw a lot of similarities between the two worlds you know between the competitive sports world and the competitive music world it it is technically a sport i guess (laughs) but it can be quite high pressure i guess and beth i think that's one of the things that bands should really kind of look at i guess going forward is not only how is all of my players doing are we going to win this year but also how's my membership doing how are they all holding up? In terms of a competitive point of view as well, you're not going to play your best if you're not feeling your best. So to think of it in that yes. terms of way, it's obviously beneficial in that. But 
we're caring about individual people you know we're part of a band we care about the people on our band so absolutely just having these things in place whether it be a mental health champion for your band or whatever it may be you know promoting services or different campaigns to your band just to be like hey this is a thing so people within your band then go oh actually this is a safe space for me to bring whatever's going on for me and mm-hmm. um, by encouraging that conversation more people will be more likely to come out and speak about it as well absolutely so this might sound like a bit of a stupid question all right so please forgive me but you mentioned safe spaces there beth and i know we mentioned about taking that particular person and moving them aside from the actual activity that you're at say you're at band practice or you're at an event or something and you do that ask twice and how do you remove that person from the activity without being obvious to the rest of the group because you don't like to be singled out it can be difficult you know it might not be right there right now in that mm. second and um, it's maybe of making a point of grabbing somebody at the end of the session or giving them a call afterwards or a message yeah. whatever it may be and um, just following just, up i guess once everything's yeah, finished following yeah 100 percent. and mm. once you know you've asked that question you've had that conversation that follow-up afterwards is hugely important as well so then that yeah. person knows yeah. that you know they can continue to come back to you. Um, there you go. Yeah, and you can be that point of contact. So, yeah, I'm going to be, again, pretty sexist here, but we are talking about men involved in the piping scene here as well. <laughs> so, I don't know, sometimes some I have been a practice myself, and I have felt particularly it's been a crap day at work, and then I'm here at practice, and I'm knocking my lamps out, and I'm just not getting it. Uh, and I'm a big ball of frustration and bad temper and everyone I'm talking to, I'm yelling at them and all of it. Anyway, I guess what band practices and that do for people in the piping scene is that they can be a real release. So even going to a band practice and talking about Star Wars or Marvel movies or anything else other than what you've been through that day, it can be a real release for folks, can't it, Alex? Absolutely. I mean, I think... What you're demonstrating to me and what I hear of the whole scene is it's a massive protective factor for people. Mm. There's that release. It is camaraderie. It is bringing people together. They are there for each other. So that's the big strength that you have to focus on is that this is a release for people, albeit in a um, a very tested and challenging environment at times. Yeah. But <laughs> it's making sure that the, the guys understand they're in it together. I think it's all about the atmosphere I think leadership is a massive, um, probably the, the massive area you can really focus on in terms of your drive and your determination, but that can be done as, as best said with compassion and kindness. And people need to know that you're approachable, um, that you can talk to someone else, that you can uh, invest some time and they will listen to you. And I do think, you know, taking those opportunities and it's not wrong for, for you to see something wrong and men to say, do you want to go for a quiet pint? And I can have a, a chat with you. If you, you want go. to go for a tea or a coffee, you know, and, yeah. and negotiate a way out of, you know, the madness of a of a band hall, if, if yeah. <laughs> want of a better term, and get them somewhere quiet. They actually drill down and to see if there is a lot of spinning plates in their life at that time. That's it. Yeah. So even having those conversations about comic books, movies, yeah. whatever is going on, it, it's so valuable. Uh, Beth, I think a lot of people. Um, for well especially us in the piping scene the piping world is seen as a hobby so it's supposed to be something a release away from all of the normal everyday pressures of life but sometimes the piping world can be that pressure (laughs) 
in their life. Oh God, I didn't practice this week. Pipe major is going to kill me whenever I come to practice this week. You know, I'm for it. Um, so whenever your hobby is the source of the pressure of the, how can you escape that? <laughs> I guess it's having that awareness as well. You know, like if you're doing something because you enjoy it, but then if it's not becoming enjoyable or if it's making things worse, mm. it's taking a minute and going, okay, what's actually going on here? What's the problem? Um, yeah. And thinking about, well, is this really making me happy? Is this, is this, is this what I need? Um, because sometimes when things become competitive or if you went and sought out a job because you enjoyed doing it as a hobby and then it becomes more like work yeah. and does it lose the fun? And the whole reason, I guess, people got into this in the first place is because it's something that they enjoy doing. It brings them joy in life and takes them away from the rest of life. Absolutely. I think it's always yeah. important to have that awareness and go, okay, am I still getting what I want? out of this experience um, and being yeah. aware of that and if you're not if it's not quite working you know I'm not saying quit straight away um, or anything like that mm. have a conversation with your leader or whoever it may be you would feel comfortable speaking to in the band and going actually this isn't making me feel how it once used to feel and probably you'll be surprised like mm. people will connect you and you go Oh, I've had that same point. I've had that same period, and it can be the same for sort of any competitive thing. If you speak to footballers, rugby players, whatever sport or any sort of musical thing, there'll be times where people go, "I'm not enjoying this because of that high pressure." So that awareness is hugely important. Yeah, and especially for the leadership too, because if if they think everything's going swimmingly, you know, oh, everyone's having a great time, uh, but then someone comes up and tells them, "Nah, this this is no crack at all here," uh, and then. As a leader, you can then make changes then based on that feedback, Alex, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's the, the key to the leadership is making sure you know your, your bandmates, keeping an eye on things and making sure you're connecting and talking with them enough to know how they're feeling. Um, mm. Any test and environment brings pressure. You know, one of the things we see every year like, across the world is when people go in the exam pressure, stress, we work with lots yeah. of students. And you can see that that testing environment is very challenging for people. They don't all, all, always thrive um, in a testing environment. And it's about, I think that leadership is crucial there when you see someone maybe struggling or becoming more of a pressure for them than others, that you need to be able to reach out and mentor them, talk them through as the leader that you've been through this yourself, to keep practicing, it'll be okay, it'll come. Um, and, and those types of encouraging words, I think, help people. But it's, it is a leadership issue, I think, and also knowing the, the makeup and the profile of your bandmates to know the ones that, you know, maybe maybe you have to have a different approach with than others in terms of putting pressure and stress on. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. And it's very much like a business or a sports team where you do have to have man management skills there, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I don't know, it's a huge subject area, one of which that I'm sure that we could talk about for months and we would still only scratch the surface um but alex and beth i can't thank you enough for joining us here on the podcast this week uh to chat all about this it's an incredibly difficult subject to talk about and again i'm bringing it back to that stigma uh where people do put on that mask and don't talk about it but what we're saying here beth is just to have that conversation you know and i love that ask twice ask twice yeah, like I said earlier, the only way we're going to know how someone is feeling is if we ask them. 
Yeah, that's it indeed. You know, uh, so uh, yeah, for points of contact, then. So I'm I'm going to bring it right to home here in Northern Ireland. So I'm going to point this at you, Alex. <laughs> uh, for anyone here in Northern Ireland at all that are you know either their bandmates or even themselves or anyone else listening right now, if you have concerns at all, where are the points of contact where folk can get information? Well, there's a lot of resources accumulated on the communitywellbeing.info website. Um, so a significant amount of mental health resources there. Um, the public health agency websites have links to all different types of resources across all areas of mental health and addictions. Um, and again, you know, just search up your local services or speak to your local GP. Good advice there. Yeah. So, Beth, would that be the similar sort of situation in Scotland then? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously your local GP has got loads of support um, and signposting there, things that, you know, Joe Public won't have access to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like SAMH, so the Scottish Association for Mental Health, its website is full of, full of knowledge. It's got little booklets on different mental health conditions, so anxiety, depression, loads of suicide prevention literature there as well. So if it's mm. learning more that you want to do, that's a great place for that. Or if it's looking for support, there's lots and lots of signposting to different organisations that people um, can turn to as help. And obviously SAMH has its own services as well. Um, so it's worth having a look at what's on offer there on the website. Absolutely. And there's a wealth of information online. I think, Alex, you said it best. We're now in this big connected you know, world now where all of this is at our fingertips. So please don't think that if, you know, you have that conversation in your band and you're thinking, gosh, what, what do I do next? Oh my word, right? Uh, what do I do? Yeah, that you can find out together, you know, and that, that's the joy of it, I guess. Um, so I guess the advice from this week's podcast is let's talk about mental health just as much as we talk about our physical health. You know, we always talk about, ah, I have a splitting head this day, or, you know, my arm's killing me, you know, something like that. You know, oh, I've got a real you know, bad shoulder, but we always talk about our physical health, but we never really do talk about our mental health. You know, so that's where I, I've kind of latched onto that now, Beth. Sorry, yeah, yeah you should copyright that right, or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask twice. Absolutely love that. So we will include all the links and stuff for various different points of contact for you uh, listening international. We will put them in the show notes. So if you're listening to the pod right now, go and check your show notes section, or even if you're watching the YouTube video or whatever, please click on the various different links for all of that information. Uh, folks, thank you so much for chatting with me this week. Um, I have to say thank you very much for joining us this week. And uh, yeah, I'll hopefully catch up with you down the road. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you are, folks. I have to say a huge thank you to Alex and Verbeth for joining us here on the podcast this week. Um, it, yeah, it is a difficult conversation to have, but a very necessary one. And I absolutely love that line that Beth had there, ask twice, you know, because it is so common. You know, you, you ask, you know, we Jimmy in the band hall, well, how are you, Jimmy? I'm fine. That's it. You know, and you know it's a lie. <laughs> ask again, you know. Uh, so a lot of great advice packed into quite a short episode of the pod this week. But we do hope that you found some value in this conversation. We did deliberately time this episode of the podcast at this point in the season where we now have three major championships behind us and we're now about to ramp up to what will be the biggest week in the piping calendar, piping live and the world championships. We do know a lot of bands out there will be feeling the pressure right now, along with all of those musicians who are preparing for the biggest performance of their life in some cases, trying to finally clinch that world title. Sometimes having that conversation 
is so valuable to the individual, you just don't realise it. Even, as I mentioned earlier, just talking about the common day things, you know, about what's on the TV or, uh, yeah, what comic are you reading, if you're a comic book reader at all, or, you know, do you collect stamps or do you enjoy watching sports? Do you have a sports team you follow or do you play golf or anything else? Just opening that door to having a conversation can honestly mean the world. I hope this podcast makes logical sense to you and the reason why we brought it to you at this point in the season. Last year we've done a couple of specialist episodes similar to this and they were very well received and I do hope that this one will be the same but if not then feel free you can let us know. Bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email address. We'd love to know all criticisms flung our direction of course. Now, we are very aware, as I said, the Scottish Championships are behind us and we are now about to very quickly wrap up the Northern Ireland season with the Champion of Champions and everything and that's all to come in the coming weeks. And we'll talk more about that, of course, as we get closer to the big in with our World Championship Prediction Podcast. So that's around the corner. We will get to that. So I hope you've indulged us this week. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation around quite an important topic that we do believe should be talked about more in the band halls around the world, I guess, not just locally here in the UK. If you are affected by anything that we have spoken about in this week's episode, or if you've had experience of this yourself or anyone around you, then please do either reach out to ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, of course, and we will try our best to point you in the right direction. Of course, with all the links that we've provided right now in the show notes, you can go and check those out as well and read at your leisure. There's a wealth of information on there. But also, go and contact your local healthcare professional, either that your, your doctor, your GP, anything like that, if you are in any way concerned. That's definitely our yeah, first point of call. And if there's anything that you take from this week's episode, it is that catchphrase, ask twice. Everyone, thank you for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, you can yeah go and follow us over there on Patreon uh, where you can get tons of extra stuff indeed. So yeah, be part of the Patreon faithful. Help support our show and help keep the wheels turning here on the Big Rab Show as we're heading into one of the biggest weeks in piping, piping live. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for it. Oh, it's hard to believe it's August already, isn't it, folks? But there you go. Ah, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, there you are. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you, everyone. And we'll hopefully see you on next week's podcast for even more bagpiping shenanigans. We'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can get your hands on tons of extra pipe and goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>